0: Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see you all. Uh, for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Dan Wake. I'm one of the leaders here in the Hub. And yeah, real privilege just to be sharing this afternoon, take us on, look at the, uh, one of the next last two areas of our vision, uh, key areas, and this afternoon I'll be talking about community. So, community. We want to be a caring community and maintain a family atmosphere as we grow Recognize the importance of smaller gatherings to develop strong relationships. When the kids were younger, uh, we used to play a game called Pick and Mix People. There we go. Found the image on Google. It seems like it was based on the kind of the game Misfits. Does anyone remember that? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, the idea of the game is that you get to make up fun combinations of people. Well, this one was obviously for younger kids, so it was a bit simpler. You kind of got just a head, a body, and, and uh, legs, and you can mix up, do different combinations. And we'd often play it kind of that way. But at the same time, we kind of also used to work towards getting kind of a uniformed character with a, you know, a policeman's head, a policeman's body, and policeman's legs as well. Um, But as I was preparing, this game speaks to me about the body of Christ, the church, and how it actually should be. And We shouldn't be trying to come up with a uniformed body, but instead embrace the variety of our community. Okay, so just look around you. Don't stare too long. You make people like me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But just look around the room. Look around at this church community. Look at, around at your brothers and sisters. We have a room full of different ages. We had, I mean, I think they've got, kids have all gone now, haven't they? But I think we probably had a room with the starting, I don't know, where there was two, three-year-olds in the room, something like that, right up to, um, I don't know, 75, 80, something like that. I'm trying not to look at anyone guessing. But yeah, we've got a wide range, haven't we, of ages in this room. We have a room made up of different nationalities those raised in different cultures. We obviously have both men and women. We have people with different interests and hobbies, different, character, different characters and temperaments, different gifts and different skills. I mean, whose football squad looks like this? Whose bridge club looks like this? Whose quilting group looks like this? Whose running club looks like this? whose workplace or even place of education looks like this. We're a bunch of misfits gathered and united together because of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. I don't know about you, but I find that profoundly powerful that a bunch of misfits with all our differences come together on a regular basis in multiple settings because of Jesus. Our faith in Jesus and our love of God and, and for love of one another trumps any differences we might have. This community here paints a picture of the eternal reality to come, as seen by John on the island of Patmos. He says, after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Revelation 7, verse 9. Every tribe, every nation, every people, language, standing together before the throne. When we gather as a diverse community of Jesus' followers, it points to the character of God and of our future reality together. We're a salad bowl of different ingredients. We are people from different backgrounds, classes, cultures, nations, etc. But we all come together into one community. We don't lose our distinctiveness. We celebrate our distinctiveness. Our distinctiveness adds and builds to the flavor of our one community together. We are a salad bowl. Jesus gathered and attracted all sorts of people, didn't he? Fishermen, tax collectors, prostitutes. They gathered him because of love and acceptance. It certainly wasn't out of what they had achieved or who they were according to society's measures. He gathered a ragamuffin bunch welcomed as they were. In our desire as a community to be the body of Christ and to represent the character of God, will we welcome people as they are into this community? Will we love and accept people? Not because of the way they look, the money they bring, the type of job they have, but simply because they are created in the image of God. Why? Because the Apostle Paul, because for the Apostle Paul, life in Jesus means that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3.28. And again, are there different cultures? Of course. Are there different socioeconomic classes? Yes. Yes. The point is, in Jesus and in his church, there is now a level playing field. All are equally welcomed and valued around the Christian table. Powerful. And there is, of course, this wonderful picture, too, in Acts 2, 42-47, which describes the nature of this first church. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. those who are being saved. I still had salad on my mind. (laughs) There is so much that you could say and draw out from these verses. But in all the things mentioned uh, in in this section, in these verses, there is devotion and commitment to the community. They were devoted to fellowship, among other things. They were together in their provision to those in the community. They gathered every day together in the temple courts. They broke bread and ate together. There is a lot of togethernesses in this Acts church. And for what it seems, a commitment to one another. Now, it's not always easy, is it? We know that. The Gospels and the writings of uh, the Apostle Paul tell us that things don't always Go to plan. Things go wrong, don't they? There were fallouts and disagreements, people being left out. But the actions and words of Jesus and also of the Apostle Paul tell us that this gathered, diverse community of people is paramount, is of paramount importance. Our shared life together as the church is the gospel on display. So again, our shared life together as a church is the gospel on display. There's much more that can be said about the church and about being community. However, I wanted to just share a little of what God seems to be saying to us and what being community has, is, and might look like. Hopefully that will leave us somewhat encouraged to continue investing in, building, and forming a strong community and family together and it's an evol- evolving picture it is a painting we get to paint together i want to acknowledge that for some of us uh, over the past few months we've been feeling that there is a sense of disconnect in the community at times and that we need to invest and work on and strengthen our being family together I want to acknowledge, too, that there may be some of us who even feel on the fringe of this community. On the 8th of January, our first Sunday gathering together in the new year, Nancy Bentliff led us in a time of prayer and uh, shared, um, and prayer, and sharing prophetically for the church. One area we had the opportunity to express our hopes and dreams around was our vision for being community, which was just over there. The common hopes and desires expressed on that sheet were around being family, unity, greater togetherness and connectedness, the extending of friendships, spending more time together for fun and laughter and a commitment to one another. And again, there was opportunity, as we've already said a couple of times already, there was opportunity last week, wasn't there, for us to respond to that commitment to hold Christ up in the center of our community for one another. And we did that, and that was a precious time together, wasn't it? But God is clearly speaking to us about being a family with greater togetherness, unity, and a commitment to one another. It seems that this is something God wants us to build together on. This year. And again, I was reminded uh, of the things God spoke to us about last week, and particularly Trevor Calver's word to us about connecting with people we wouldn't normally connect with. Taking an opportunity to cross our normal social groups and places of comfort, and broadening our relationships in the community. Sharing a meal and exercising hospitality is a great way to build community. Sharing our lives and our stories around the table. Being vulnerable deepens relationship and community, life together. It was something we see Jesus doing throughout the Gospels. This will of course look different for everyone. And everyone has different capacities and capabilities for hosting. It doesn't have to look like a three-course meal. Although if it's an invitation for me to come to a three-course meal, then that sounds great. But actually, genuine, authentic hospitality can actually be inviting someone for chicken nuggets and chips on a busy midweek evening. Being drawn into normal family life. It could mean coffee at home, a walk, a telephone conversation, or an encouraging exchange of messages. And when we hear about those who might be on the fringes of our community or feel on the fringes, may we open our hearts Our homes, our social groups, our small groups, and our lives, so that each and every person can feel valued and an integral part of this community. There are, of course, some wonderful community-building things going on in our church community presently. There we go. You know, I just think of Dave and Iris's coffee morning group. Their small group has a wonderful sense of community, of caring for one another, prayer and practical support, and meeting up regularly. Many of them are in and out of each other's homes, sharing life together. I think of the small groups we have in the church, some long-established with long-standing relationships, and others newly launched with new friendships forming. I believe one of the comments, or several comments, from uh, people around the, the term these small groups was that they enjoy getting to know different people in the church uh, that they might not usually connect with. Isn't that encouraging to hear? I think of the care that goes on across the church. It's been wonderful seeing how people have supported one another and care for one another in times of need. The prayer group in the church is testimony to the level of care and support in the community. And it's wonderful to be part of that group, receiving messages and be able to pray for people in their times of need. Why not consider signing up to that? And what's happening with our children and youth is fantastic. I'm sure you'll agree. It's fantastic to see. The life and activity among our young people is brilliant. Last year we introduced men's breakfast or reintroduced men's breakfast and women's coffee mornings as well as a breakfast this year. We've planned this term for Sunday brunches and in an international evening. All part of developing and building our sense of community, identity together. Have we room to grow in all these things? Of course we have. But it's wonderful to see what we have. So much of these are organized things. And whilst all these are essential, we also need the unseen things, the invitations to share a meal, the phone calls and WhatsApp messages, the walks and talks, the sharing of troubles over a coffee or a pint, The barbecues in the summer. And these things do go on in our community, don't they? We've ourselves been grateful recipients of such things. But maybe ask the question, how can we each grow in sharing life together? Here's a challenge, right? (laughs) It's easy to do with people you know well or people you feel an easy affiliation with or shared interest with. But it takes more work Do it with people who are different than us, who have different interests, or who maybe be at a different stage of life. But I'm sure you'll agree if you've ever stepped out and tried that, (laughs) we have far more in common than we realise, and there is a richness in each one of us to be shared in the community and with one another. I'm an introvert. I used to be a fairly shy child, my mum will tell you, and young person. And there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. It's how I'm wired, and I'm grateful for how I am. To be honest, being an extrovert looks exhausting. <laughs> so I haven't always found it easy talking with people that I don't know very well. I don't always find it easy in big groups either and I still don't find it easy. Uh, But I've had to learn ways of doing so because there is a richness, and I've learned there's a richness and much fruit to be found in our relationships together as church. So why not have a go? The rewards could be great, not just for you, but for the community as a whole. However, let's have grace for one another. We may not know what's going on in each person or each family's life, their situation. They may already be stretched from getting from one day to the next. So if you've not had that invitation, if you've not uh, been around for dinner, if you've uh, not heard from someone you're expecting to hear from, maybe let's think the best, offer grace and a blessing. There's so much more that could be said about being community, uh, what it could and should look like, but to summarize, as Hub Community Church, we share in God's vision for a community of believers from every tribe, tongue, and nation. God, continue to grow in us a diverse community of people who follow you together. We share in God's vision for a community of believers who welcome those who are not like us, particularly those on the margins of society, or dare I even say it, religion. May people find their place among us because they are loved and accepted, not because of what they have achieved or because, or because of what they look like and the way they behave, but just because of who they are in Christ. We share in God's vision for a community of believers who are committed to one another. Committed to gathering together, whether that be at our Sunday gatherings in small groups or in homes together. We share in God's vision for a community of believers who love one another and care for one another. We share in God's vision to exercise radical hospitality. We share in God's vision to be a community who exercise grace. Grace for the newcomer who isn't quite like me. And grace for my brothers and sisters when we fall short of expectations. We will. We will. Let's be a community of boundless grace and love. May we also be a community of community builders. Wherever we go, in in whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in. Will we see community built in all its fullness this year? Nope, not a chance. But the picture of community is ready to be painted. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us and guide our brushes. Will you pick up your brush and play your part in building the hub as a Christ-centered community this year?
1: Good afternoon. Uh, so, my name is Miriam. I am one of the core leaders at the moment helping <laughs> um, the church, but also a member with uh, a pleasure to be part of the Christ Church who gather as a hub community church. Yeah, so um, I did yeah, I I asked Maggie asked Maggie if I could just put not a mission growth and mission but mission and growth was like more in my head was helping me to have a think about it and yeah, so here you are. So come Follow me, Jesus, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Mark one seventeen. It's one of our um, four pillars. Um, it's growth and mission, mission and growth. So, when... My glasses. Oh. <laughs> Typical... So when I was preparing for my talk, uh, I felt God did, God telling me to make it simple. Make it simple, you know. I sometimes oh my my goodness, how can I do it? I will be standing up in front of all like so many people, and then of course my English will gone or anyway. But just God told me like make it simple. Okay, bear with me, guys. I will really make it simple. (laughs) He knows how some people would just freeze with these expressions, evangelize, preach the gospel, go to town square, knock people's door, approach people in a town center. Oh, my goodness. Our Bible verse is about Jesus sending sending the the disciples out to fish for people. Surely, this statement was real for them as they were fishermen. Not all disciples, but some of them. So the language Jesus used was easily understood in that context. Inviting them to follow Jesus included a mission. mission to fish for people. Or in another word, go and make disciples. So, in all my life, I have never been fishing. However, I know that's really like basic thing to fish. I will have to go somewhere where there is water. Uh, I will have to have the right equipment. I will, it will take time. I will need to be patient. I will need perseverance and I I must be prepared for the moment when I catch the fish. Do you agree? That's basically yeah. So it's just amazing how you can think, you never, I never thought about that, but Jesus knew what he was um, doing, and then he was just saying, okay, don't panic, follow me, and then you're going to be fishing for people. You're going to be preaching the gospel, in the other words. Um, I just want you, for a few seconds, think about, like, before you became a Christian, before you started following Jesus, and then, who uh, told you about it? Who, where, and how? Just for a few minutes, second, just thinking about the person, and uh, maybe the one is uh, just for the first time told you uh, uh, told about Jesus, or the second time, or I don't know, or when you became a Christian who prayed for you, uh, or who prayed with you. And where was it? Uh, What circumstances? What's happening that time? When I think about myself, I, I just know that for me to become a Christian or to get to know Jesus, I had someone had to tell me someone had to to say me about the gospel, about the the Bible, tell me. (laughs) Always was somewhere, I was somewhere, I was at school. You know, I, I somewhere happened somewhere. And then how? How did they do it? How do they communicate it to you or to me? So, praise the Lord for the people that um, shared the gospel. Yeah? Praise the Lord and bless them. Bless their family. And, yeah. So, in a process of someone getting to know Jesus, there is always who, where, and how. Who, I already... Uh, mention. someone once told me about jesus told you about jesus uh, where where did it happen maybe at work maybe at school parents group moms and toddlers group in the football in the swimming in a pub on your holidays how how it happens Maybe they shared their testimony, testimony. Somewhere prayed for you, invited you to a Christian union or church meeting or church event, etc. They may give, given, have given you a book or played you a song or read you a Bible verse. Maybe they didn't say anything, but just the kindness and the love the person carried may have caused you to ask, why? Why is she like that? Why is she acting like that? Why they are acting like that? Who helped you or who helped me to come to Jesus was someone fulfilling their mission. Praise the Lord for this person. Again, who? If Jesus was selling, saying, okay, you now are going to fish for people, who Jesus was telling that? For who that time? For the fishman, for the disciples? But now, who is Jesus saying, come and fish for people? Who? Is anybody there? Who is Jesus calling? All of us. All of us. Now, as a follower of Jesus, our mission is to make Jesus known. known. As we live. As we live. Among our family, friends, at work. It's as simple as that. God has given us a, mi- a mission field. He will equip us to be able to share where he has planted us. And he will use us and make us fruitful. Yeah, you can say, oh, who? Myself. You. Yourself. Where? Where he has planted us. There are some people, suddenly I just... Um, lost one of my dearest clients. She died last Sunday. Maybe she never heard about Jesus through other people because she was housebound. I was the person that was there every other week. So it's just kind of where God has planted you. That is the way, where He wants to use you to. Keep equip you, and then to help you through the Holy Spirit to lead people to Jesus. Or if they never, never become a Christian, but you are there praying, helping, and saying about Jesus, okay, his Holy Spirit, his, his mission, or he's just him can save people, convince about the sin, and just reveal God to the person. But my, I need to do my bit. I need to do my part. Simple as that. When I'm cleaning people's toilets, I'm praying for them. And maybe yours is completely different. Your dog walking or, I don't know, teaching, helping uh, kids in need. You know, it's, I, I don't know all your jobs, where you work or how do you work. But God knows and then He is has planted you there and then you can even without words let Jesus um, know that place where you are. I would just like to remind you that God will God would could just give dreams to people. He speaks to people and reveals himself. He just could do that. And then he's doing some places. But he has chosen us to be part of his mission. He has chosen us to be co-participants in the expansion of his kingdom. To walk with him and set people free. Just like he did to us. How can we do How can we do that? Seeking Him, praying for people, being prepared to share the gospel and deliver His word of salvation, redemption, forgiveness, and abundant life. Being patient, being patient, remember? Fishing, being patient. Maybe you'll take such a long time, years and years, praying, be there for people. Or maybe. You'll never seen, but it's going to happen one day. Because the Holy Spirit is in there, in the process. So, being patient and perseverant. Maybe we'll be the first one to talk about Jesus to somebody. Maybe we're the, I don't know how... The faith or the tenth and, and maybe it will be the one that will lead the person the prayer for to surrender to Jesus. Doesn't matter. Just do your bit. If you fulfil if we fulfil our mission, growth will happen naturally as we obey his commandments. So growth will happen when you live in community. It like acts was saying they were sharing everything looking after each other and everything and then the church was growing so when we are living as God wants us to live fulfilling our mission God will do it it's just him can do it do you is it okay so if you do it it's just be there Co-participant of the, the the expansion of the kingdom doesn't matter if you're a woman or man or if you're a rich or poor if your English is not in, well enough or I don't know, just be there and then let God use you, use you where He has planted you. Don't be pressure. Oh, I need to do and then because otherwise God will not love me. No. We are loved and upset, accept uh, the way we are. It's nothing that we can do for God loves me more or not. And then I don't need to be anyone. I would like to come here, just speak like lovely and touching lots of life. But if God just wants me to come here and then speak like that, that will be it. Just okay, and then, like nearly nearly the end. If you fulfill our mission to grow, will happen naturally as we obey his commandments, as we love one another and look after each other. He will send his Holy Spirit and will bring salvation through us. Godly encounters will happen. Godly encounters will happen. People will come to us and ask about Jesus. Old friends will get in touch, asking for prayer. I don't know. God can do more than we can expect and pray and ask. God will bring salvation to Basingstoke or wherever else we go, while we are walking closely with Him. Once again. Our mission is to go. God will bring growth. Yes? Oops. Why is not coming? Ah, oh, it's the last one. Woohoo. Simply that our mission is to go and tell the people the good news of salvation. Tell them that God's kingdom is near and that is that for everyone. There is a path, a place for everyone in God's kingdom. What a privilege to be part of this great commission. What a privilege. And then, so in response, uh, I would like to pray, very quickly prayer, and to rededicate ourselves to the mission God has given us. And then, you, you don't need to um, yep, yeah. okay, thank you. So it's just uh, don't be afraid, and God will never ask you more than we can do. And I just want to pray for us to uh, say yes to God's mission. Lord, I thank you for um, your grace, your love, and I thank you for the people that shared Jesus, even without words, and we want to be, I want to be used by you, Lord, and I pray for everyone here. I pray for your Holy Spirit just to stir our hearts about what's next. How can we be part more and more be part of this community? Which part do you want us to play in this expansion of your kingdom? Thank you Lord For your grace, your mercy. I pray, Lord, for for encounters, to people just to come and ask, or I don't know, how can you do it? How can we manage? I don't know, I don't know, I really don't know, but open our hearts to see if you, if you, we led one person. To Jesus. It will be amazing. Oh, I can ask. I don't I cannot ask for more, Lord. Give me one person. It's easier for Jesus. And maybe I'll be the, the first one that's gonna talk about Jesus. Maybe I'll gonna be the second. I don't know. But help every one of us. Open our mouth and say someone that jesus loves them i will pray for you i'm sending you a song and maybe we're gonna speak to you i don't know it's simple as we leave please help us we'll open our mouth and then god will be revealed for these people in basing talk for our families Not just in here, but all over the place, all over the world. Because your word can come across nations. Lord, please bless us and help us. In Jesus' name.